Good morning. Welcome to Ready to Go with Pastor Jackie. This is a podcast dedicated to encouraging, inspiring, and forming prophetic women. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Reagan. I am pastor of Run with Endurance Ministries and founder of Encouraging the Prophetic Woman and founder of the Northeast Ohio Symposium on Doctor of Ministry Project Research. Thank you for tuning in, and today I have a special guest. And my special guest is Brittany Reagan Fells. She is the owner of Branding Bestie. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure, sure. Tell us a little about who you are and what you do. Sure, my name is Brittany B. Fells, and I am the Branding Bestie. I am a brand abundance coach, and I help business and lifestyle coaches to create confidence and consistency in their branding. Fantastic, fantastic work. And she is also my oldest, <laughs> so I appreciate <laughs> that my oldest is uh, someone who is on the move. She is a prophetic woman in her own right, and uh, she is doing some great things. So I appreciate that she's taking time out of her day to uh, join me in this endeavor. Um, last week, I talked a little bit about um, emotional intelligence. And just to recap, I'm going to read uh, Dr. Daniel Goldman's uh, quote about emotional intelligence from his book entitled Emotional Intelligence. And emotional intelligence, in his words, the capacity for recognizing our own feelings and those of others, for motivating ourselves and for managing emotions well in ourselves and in our relationships. And the reason I, I spent a little time on it last week is because the prophetic woman is one who uh, possesses um, emotion, good emotional management, and that is very important these days. Um, and uh, Brittany, I have heard from people and I've read some articles um, that say that millennials are not very good at managing their emotions. They don't have um, high uh, emotional uh, intelligence. What, what do you think about that? Um, I don't think that's true for all millennials. I think that just comes with the amount of um, experience they may have had in their personal lives. Um, the difference I do notice, though, is with millennials, um, with the older generations who are our parents and our grandparents, we weren't called to grow up as quickly as they did. Mm, okay. We were taught that it's okay to explore our own desires, whether it's going to school, starting a business, whatever that may be. We were encouraged to try to do those things. So we, I don't want to say we're behind the curve when it comes to emotional intelligence, but we look at life through a completely different set of lenses or a different set of glasses. And I think that's where the millennial generation, owner, older generations seem to butt heads. Mm. Well, you, you know, you're right about that. Um, in my day, you had to grow up quickly. Um, a lot of times you were this, if you're a female, you were the second mom. Uh, if you were the oldest son and something happened to the dad and you had to become the man in the house, they were just... It was just a lot of reasons that we had to grow up and grow up in a hurry. But yes, your generation had parents like us, and we did uh, prompt you to explore more and, uh, and to um, 
see what else life had to offer while you're you're very young while you're a kid and so you being a, a business owner um, give me your perspective on uh, self-awareness because that really is what emotional intelligence is it, it just requires self-awareness and give me your, your take on that as a business or as a coach um, do you promote this to your constituents? What, just tell me a little bit about that. Um, absolutely. I truly believe that you cannot build a successful brand if you're not, one, aware of yourself and what your own desires are, what your own hangups are, what your own obstacles, personal obstacles are that you'll need to work through. Mm. And then once you're able to figure out what those things are and able to overcome those things is when you can provide the best experience for the people who are, you are selling your products and services to. Mm. Because part of it is that you have to be completely aware of what it is that they need, what they want to experience, how they want to feel. And if you haven't yet identified what those things are for yourself, you're going to have a very challenging time reaching other people where they are. Hmm. You know, I've noticed um, when I go shopping um, that customer service is very poor. And I don't know why, because this is an, an age of service. I mean, that's uh, we're a service economy. Um, I, I don't really have a good answer for wh why that is. Uh, what do you tell your customers about, um, about customer service and how to handle people who may be upset or how to handle people who are like me, ask a thousand questions. <laughs> so what do you, what do you tell them about how to handle clients who just may not be their, their, uh, ideal client? What do you say to them? Um, so what I focus on with my clients is helping them to avoid those experiences altogether. So what I focus on is helping you to figure out who your ideal client is coming out of the gate, being very picky about what that person's background is, what their um, budget is, what their experience is, what their knowledge is, so that you know once you sign a contract or once they place an order with you that you are going, you are both going to have an enjoyable experience together. Um, I realize that people who have a very, very challenging time with clients and customers are people who are trying to sell to absolutely anyone who will pay attention. And that's how you get people who don't quite understand what it is you do and you have to take additional time to educate them. And there's nothing wrong with that, but if that's not something that you want to be a part of your game plan, um, then you need to set those boundaries up front. You just set those expectations up front. Um, I definitely had those experiences myself where I did end up getting clients that weren't the particular fit for me. Um, but then what I realized the problem was, was I didn't qualify them to be my client. Mm, okay. So I didn't set any boundaries up front about what is and what is not acceptable in our working relationship. And I didn't really set concrete on expectations of what they should be getting out of the experience of working with me. Oh, okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. And, you know, even us as consumers, we should take into account that there are certain places we don't want to shop because mm -hmm. uh, we have to just pick through a lot of things we don't want. Yep. And I don't like that kind of experience either. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't have the shopping genes, so <laughs> when I go to the store, I want to go get what I want and then I want to leave, right? I might linger for a while, but discount places probably not the best place for me to shop. 
And so why set myself up to be in a bad mood in the first place, right? <laughs> right. Now, that brings me around to emotional triggers, which is something that a person with high self-awareness uh, needs to understand about themselves. There are certain triggers that are going to put you in a bad mood. Yeah. And last week I talked about me going through the drive-thru and the intervention that you and your sisters <laughs> did <laughs> to get me to be much more calm when you have to ride in a car with me. And uh, so bad service is an emotional trigger for me. And I realized that I put some time in. What do you, what do you think is a, a trigger for you? Um, when I'm dealing with other people or I'm dealing with someone's business, um, an emotional trigger for me is when that person has a lack of empathy. Oh. And not that I'm saying sympathy, like they have to completely understand every single aspect of your situation and what you're going through. Um, but when they can't even put themselves in your shoes for one moment to mm. understand what point of view. Because yes. on social media, I see coaches all the time who promote their services and give their opinion. And of some of those, I get some of them I get really frustrated because I can definitely tell in their delivery that they completely lack empathy for their client. Mm. Um, and that is a big turnoff for me when it comes to spending money with someone. Mm. Uh, yeah, I understand that. Um, emotional triggers are uh, kind of tricky things. You have to sometimes ask other people what will set you off, what what will change your mood. Um, some of those things, though, can be physiological, too, like being hungry or <laughs> sleepy or dehydrated. When you're a little girl, you were so pleasant. You were just, you know, the funniest, most pleasant little kid. But then when you were hungry and sleepy, it's like the world was a terrible place. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with my baby? You know, she's just, I mean, that those kind of things can change your mood as well. De being dehydrated. I like that uh, candy bar commercial where the person is handed a Snickers and told, you eat this because you're not yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you're not yourself when you're hungry. And so that commercial is a good campaign to promote self-awareness and also to, to promote working on our emotional intelligence. So our level of emotional intelligence goes up. And also how to self-soothe. Um, I just noticed the, not too long ago, if I change my lip color, it puts me in a better mood. <laughs> Who knew, right? <laughs> Self-soothing is, is a good thing, as long as you don't spend up a bunch of money, right? Mm -hmm. um, what kind of things do you notice change your mood for the better? When I get to eat, okay. um, I know that sometimes I'll get throughout the day and I'm like, why am I so frustrated or why am I so stressed out? And then I realize it's like, you never ate. Oh. Sit down and eat lunch <laughs> or eat something before you yes. totally lose it. Yes. Or... Um, what, what else is it? Um, money is another emotional trigger for mm -hmm. me. Um, and so I had to really figure out what ways I could soothe myself. And so I love to buy makeup. <laughs> okay. So when I'm able to buy, like you said, new lip color mm -hmm. or some new eyeshadow, it just puts me in the best mood yes. ever. All right. All right. <laughs> and, you know, when we don't have any money or we're not supposed to spend any money, Sometimes we can play some music. Yeah. That which I, I'm very musical. So if I slap on my headphones, I listen to music, man, after about an hour or so, I'm going to be in such a different mood. Um, and then I can also uh, decide up front 
today is going to be a very stressful day. So what am I going to do on the end of the day to reward yeah. myself for being in the best mood possible? Or yeah. I know I'm going to see a certain person today. What is it about that engagement that is so challenging and I can decide up front how I'm going to be different or how I'm going to be patient or how I'm going to not be patient, whatever the situation calls right. for. So I can put some forethought into my day and that will help with uh, my mood as well. Also, I like to listen to some good preaching by an encourager. I don't want to hear hell and damnation when I'm already in a bad mood. (laughs) That's not going to work for me. But I'm going to listen to someone who will tell you um, not only the truth, but someone who's going to encourage me. I want to hear about some hope. I want to hear about how somebody else got up a bad, out of a bad situation. I want, to, I want some encouragement, and I want it big time. I also like to do things that um, provide immediate gratification. I have a big lawn, as you know. So if I cut the grass, man, that's going to give me such a buzz because it's going to look great when I'm done. Mm-hmm. I did it myself. Yeah. Um, I got something done, so when I'm having a day where just nothing's going right, I'm not achieving anything, I want to do some short project yeah. that is going to give me that immediate gratification. I'm going to feel good about myself. Then I'm going to take a shower, and I'm going to put my feet up, and then I'm going to be in the best mood ever. You know, I might be tired, but I did something. I got it done. Um, also, there's prayer and meditation, too. Yeah. That's a good thing. Uh, meditation has become very popular and there's so many, there's so much technology on our phones now where we can find something that is most suited to, to us and for us. Yeah. And that doesn't take all day. That's the other thing, too. We have becoming uh, a society where we want everything yesterday. So yeah. we can find things on our phone uh, that, will in, that will help change our mood. And uh, the, the good thing about um, having a phone, too, is there lots of apps on our phones to help us, or even Google, to help us do things that we're stuck on. So it used to be you had to find somebody to help you. Now you can go to YouTube and pull up just about anything, you know, that you want to do, and somebody will walk you through it, and without yelling at you. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's filling me on this. You know, you ask your kids to help you with stuff. They might help you the first time. You come back, man. (laughs) Oh, they're going to roll their eyes at you. I showed you this before. (laughs) But you two, you got it made because you could keep playing it back and watching it and rewatching it. And if that doesn't work for you, find another video. So those kind of things will, will help us with our, our moods as well. And so well, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and, and giving us the perspective as a millennial. Um, I, you are a mom, too, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that um, having high self-awareness helps you as a mother. Yeah. In fact, why don't you say a little bit about that before we close? Because you have you had one kid that is really precocious, and she catches on quickly. And then you got the other one, <laughs> the really cute son who tries your patience. Yeah, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> all of that. So why don't you tell us a little about how you've had to be self-aware, how you've had to practice uh, or raise your level of emotional um, intelligence with your kids? 
I would say for me, having <clears throat> kids is what actually made me become more self-aware. Oh. Um, because I've said before, kids will bring you face to face with your own personal demons and things mm -hmm. that you've never dealt with from your own childhood or your own experiences. And so I had to learn to be um, comfortable with tackling those things. Um, so whatever those mental roadblocks were, whatever those past experiences were that I was trying to completely push the side, I had to be willing to come to become face to face with those things so that I could be um, a present parent. Wonderful, wonderful. And the same for me. I, I had the purpose up front before you even arrived. <laughs> There's some things I have to stop doing. You know, I, I'm just going to have to slow life down. And the things that I, I can't do because I have a kid now, I'm just going to say, well, forget that. I'll get back to it later. And so now that I'm going to be an empty nester soon, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I can go and do some of those things. But there's 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 just no substitute for being the best parent ever. And the higher your self-awareness, uh, the, the more calm that you can be, the more insight you can hear uh, from God or that you can see. Uh, and your kids will do what you do. They will see how you handle things. If you take a step back and they can see you do that, they will eventually do it themselves. It, it was actually... Um, my daughter that helped me to seek out counseling to deal with those things that I hadn't dealt with mm -hmm. because one day I was just spazzing out about something and she was only maybe three years old and she said to me, mommy, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> if a three-year-old is going to call me out of my crap, then I clearly <laughs> have some things that I need to fix and I had to be brave enough to do that. <laughs> well, you know, and you write about that and thus being prophetic women uh, something we need to do anyway. And uh, Daniel Goldman, again, in his book, um, uh, Emotional Intelligence, um, he lists the fundamentals of emotional intelligence as self-awareness, temperance, self-motivation, self-control, mm -hmm. and empathy. And those things line up very well with something that should be very familiar to us <laughs> if we study our Bible, and that is the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Which are love, joy, self-control, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and patience. And so these things we need to practice anyway. Yeah. And as leaders, also the, the leaders who are emotionally mature uh, make the best bosses. I mean, they make the best leaders. They make the best uh, even coworkers. They make the best parents. Uh, and so as leaders, we want to hold to the fundamentals of emotional intelligence as well. And so thank you so much for taking time out of your day as a mm -hmm. business owner and spending some time with us on this uh, podcast. And uh, I just want to say to you, listeners, keep uh, working on your emotional intelligence. It will, it will, you will raise it. If you keep at it, you keep practicing you learn what your triggers are. Uh, you, you talk to people close to you about them. Uh, you learn what self-soothing is uh, without spending up a lot of money. <laughs> and you, you learn a lot about yourself and a lot that you can teach to other people each just by modeling that. And so thank you for tuning in to Ready to Go with Pastor Jackie. I will be back uh, again next week. 
My guest uh, on the show is going to be uh, the Reverend Christine Smith. She and I and a couple of my other colleagues will be talking about uh, ministry. We'll be talking about, and particularly being a pastor. Um, she will talk to us about what you need to know on what you should consider before you take the helm of a declining church. And uh, at some point, I will talk to you about uh, starting a church with my friend, uh, the uh, reverend and the pastor, uh, Vanessa Sykes-Young. We will talk about starting a church, what you need to know before you start your own church, what you should consider before you start it. And then I'll have another guest on, and we'll talk about um, interim ministry. We'll talk about transitional ministry. And that might be something you want to explore um, so we'll start this series uh, about uh, pastoring, and then we'll also talk about some other ministry options, and then also some some side gigs. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I got a book from AARP and side gigs for people 50 and older, and so <laughs> <laughs> in about three, four weeks, we will talk about that as well, and then I'll have you back on the show, and maybe even one of your friends to talk about Side gigs for millennials, second, okay. second careers for uh, millennials or side jobs, some that you can have um, that you, you can go to some great places and some you can do from home. So thank you so much, Brittany. And yeah. to my audience, I say thank you for tuning in. Uh, know that remember that you are loved by God. Keep walking in your calling. Keep, keep using your talent and your gifts to um, advance the gospel and to, to also um, just make your place, your realm, uh, better for you yourself and for others who uh, come into your into your space. So thank you. Look forward to us next week again at, um, on Tuesday at nine o'clock. And take care. Goodbye. <laughs>